0: Hey, Sacred Flames, welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Gaze. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm your other host, Angel. And this is our twice-monthly podcast dedicated to exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense.
1: Because as you know by now, if you've been listening to us, we don't like to pretend, and we sure as hell don't like to make sense. Well, we like to play pretend sometimes. (laughs) And we like to act as if we make sense. And hopefully to some of you, we do make sense.
0: Sometimes I make sense to myself, and sometimes I make no sense at all. Sometimes
1: I have no sense.
0: Sometimes you're sensible. Sometimes I'm extremely sensitive. Oh, that's true. I'm a little sensitive today. What's going on, honey? You want to you wanna check in? Well, first, maybe you should just tell the people who you are.
1: Uh, my name's Angel Lopez. Hi, Angel Lopez. Hello, everyone and you. Uh, I am a writer and a producer and an astrologer.
0: Cosmic genius. Oh, that's nice. And your husband. That is true. We just celebrated our three-year wedding anniversary.
1: Three years married, nine years together.
0: Put together a wedding album just three years after the event. That's fine. fine. Yeah. I talked to somebody who was like, I put mine together 10 years later. So I felt like I was doing okay.
1: I'm sure some haven't put one together at all.
0: That's true. I'm sure they haven't. And who are you? I funny you should ask. I'm Brandon Alter. I am a tarot reader and a tarot teacher. Um, I'm also an astrologer and a healer and a writer and a performer and uh, and just like a queer mystic in the world. She's got lots of labels. I don't want any labels to be honest <laughs> with you, but it seems to be a Sounds necessary like evil. How dare you? No, girl, I'm an Aquarius, which again is another label, but <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer just to like be a being. Like, what do you do is probably my least favorite question somebody can ask me, because I'm like, how much time do you have? And like, what day of the week is it? Right. But yeah, I mean, everything I do is a form of healing, whether it's performance or writing or literally a healing session or a tarot reading or a teaching or this podcast or just like cuddling with Noche, it's healing work.
1: Yeah, I'd boil it down to just healer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'd boil myself down to. I think creative. A gorgeous chicken stock. I'm
0: a chicken stock? Yeah. It's nourishing. You want it when you're sick. <laughs> well, that's no, nice. I was just I was just <laughs> making a pun on boiling. You are a creative. Yeah. You're a storyteller. And you're <sighs> someone suffering from a case of the blues today. No, I'm not.
1: Yeah, should we just go into a check-in? It seems like we're already there. We are. Uh, I'm not blue. Oh. I'm just very tired. Oh. Yeah, I think I just am very run down. I'm, like, so anxious for a vacation or, like, a break. But I really think it's just because I've had a lot going on and I've had a lot on my mind and just been trying to organize and get a lot of things done, um, primarily around work. It's just been, like, very busy. And so I am grateful for that. But at the same time, just um, in need of, like, a detach.
0: Well, luckily, we're going down to San Diego for Thanksgiving, and we'll have a whole day where you've got nothing to do.
1: Yeah, but I'd like, like, five days of nothing to do. <laughs> but I'm going to take that one day, and I'm going to savor it and love it. But I would really love just, like, five days, like, out of town. So... I don't know if I can manifest that anytime soon, but that's like the mental vision board right now is just like five days of like no thingness is what I'm fantasizing about these days.
0: Well, I hope you get those five days. Toot sweet, my love. Toot sweet.
1: I do too, because you know I am grateful for everything that I have going on right now. But again, I just think I'm like physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah, girl, you're in the
0: you're in the ten of wands right now, and we're gonna we're gonna explain what that means later this episode. We will. We're gonna deep dive into the suit of wands, culminating our tarot mini series. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're approaching burnout, and you need to replenish yourself. So, I do.
1: Uh, but yeah, I'll get there, and it's all good. Uh, how are you?
0: I'm well. Uh, I'm doing well. I just want to say thank you to everybody that like reached out. I forget like how public this podcast is, which I know is a weird thing to say because it's a podcast, but it just happens in our spirit room, and then I kind of forget about it. And a lot of people reach out to me, and they're like, are you okay? Like You were talking about how you were depressed on the podcast. And so I just want to say thank you to everybody that reached out. I'm definitely feeling a little bit more grounded and more optimistic, um, but it is so beautiful to feel seen and heard and cared for. So I just wanted to say thank you. That's sweet. Yeah, it was so sweet. I'd Um, say
1: to that, I want to also just thank everyone who wished us happy anniversary. I know, (laughs) that was
0: so gorgeous. Yeah,
1: we got so many lovely messages from folks. So thank you so much. Yeah, everybody.
0: We can't wait to invite you all to our 10-year anniversary party.
1: Uh, Won't that be a dream?
0: Yeah, it'll be amazing. Um, what else is going on with me? You know, the funny thing about spiritual practice is that it's not like a checklist. There's no, every day, this is how things happen for me, because you can't quite codify the spirit world. And so it's been an interesting couple of weeks for me as certain things have deepened and evolved, but also changed in ways that I don't entirely understand. And I'm just having to work through and almost like stumble around in the dark with like a flashlight um but then there's also been like some really brilliant flashes of clarity and the feeling of like evolution and progression and i'm definitely feeling now that we're out of this mercury retrograde and we're approaching clearing the shadow um just momentum again and i'm feeling a little bit more passionate and motivated and inspired I just want to like shout out this amazing online class that I've been taking, uh, taught by Christina Pratt of the Last Mask Center up in Portland. She's been teaching uh, an online class series for a couple of years now that's all about energy body mastery and also a clearing practice to clear old patterns of behavior and triggers and where you get stuck emotionally and mentally, and it has been... Very overwhelming, but I'm also starting to reap the benefits of it. And if you're interested, you can just go to LaskMaskCenter.org, I believe, and you'll find all sorts of information about her. She's also got an amazing podcast called Why Shamanism Now, which is all about shamanism and any other subject you could think of. Um, So I've been engaging with that class, which has definitely been shifting some things for me on a fundamental level. And again, just like continuing to double down on how important it is to like create spiritual community. So I've been going to like a few more Marijuana Anonymous meetings just to get a little bit more support uh, and just feel like more connected. I'm just like more and more aware of just like how isolated we are all the time. Just like how much of my life I spend like alone in a room. And sometimes I'm alone in that room and I'm working with spirit and that feels really connected. And sometimes I'm just like alone in that room with my cell phone and I feel really lonely and like really isolated. So just becoming more and more aware. Yeah, it can be
1: challenging, I think, to spend time. I mean, as someone who has to spend time out in the world with people all the time, um, I almost have like that, the opposite of it even that can still create a sense of loneliness.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, there can be no lonelier place than, like, a party where you don't feel like you belong, for sure. Right,
1: right. But it is ultimately so important to, yeah, establish some sense of community for those who can really understand the deeper core of you. Totally. So super meaningful to have those experiences. Yeah.
0: Um, so we thought we would give a little dose of inspiration this yeah, episode. That sounds fun. I could use that. That's that segment where we kind of talk about like what's inspiring us, whether it's like a book or a TV show or a piece of music, a meme. <laughs> a wig, a comedian, a check, a plant., uh, so here we go. This episode's dose, dose of inspiration. inspiration.
1: What's been inspiring you, my love? Well,
0: I want to shout out the new Celine album.
1: I know, I'm so impressed by how much love you have for
0: it. Well, I love Celine. She's an icon. She's also an Aries, so I think it's important that both of us, with all of our Aries placements, support her. And I think this album is so courageous of her, and it's also called... Yeah funny you should say that cuz it's called courage. Yeah. But it's really about it's so vulnerable and it's about her courage to like love again after the death of her long-term partner René Angelil and it's just like a very raw album. And I don't always connect Céline Dion to vulnerability and it's really beautiful and it's also just like really old school. Like there are 20 songs on this album. Like who puts out an album with 20 songs anymore? And they're not all great. They can't all be winners. But I just appreciate That she's giving us her purpose. Like, she's here to make music. And a lot of it's good. And I have to say, I listened to it the first time on a drive down to San Diego. And I was like, this is good, this is good. And then I listened to it a second time and I was like, oh, this is good. Like, the songs kind of creep in there. So that's one one little candy drop in my dose of inspiration.
1: Yeah, I feel like the children have been talking about it. Are there a couple tracks that you would just shout out for the people if they wanted to like, you know, just have like a doorway
0: into it? Oh my goddess! a couple of tracks. Okay, well, the first two tracks, Flying on My Own and Lovers Never Die, are very strong. They're very much like Celine doing her Share Believe album, mm. very much like dance disco, a little bit of autotune, but it's still Celine. I think my two favorite songs are a song called Change My Mind and Heart of Glass. Oh, not
1: a cover of the Blondie song? Has nothing to do with the Blondie song. You know, I think she's playing here in L.A. on my birthday next year.
0: What? Mm-hmm. Maybe hint, we should hint. go. All right. <laughs> that would be an amazing concert. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I've, I mean, I'm someone who likes to see like every diva at least once. So I've never seen Celine. That would be fun.
0: Yeah, let's go see her. Um, cool. Anything else? Uh, the other uh, dose of inspiration is this book I couldn't read quickly enough called Circe. And it came out a bit ago, right? Yeah. It's not that new, but it was a number one times bestseller. It's by Madeline Miller. It came out in April of 2018, so I'm not that behind the times. <laughs> But kind of behind the times. <laughs> My acupuncturist recommended it to me, and she was like, oh, yeah, all the witches and goddesses are reading it. And I was like, well, I have to read it. Uh, it is fiction, but it's based on Circe, uh, who was the Greek goddess of witchcraft, essentially. And she was the daughter of Helios, the sun god, and um, a like sea nymph. And she lived a kind of hard life and was banished to an island where she learned how to harness like, the magical powers of plants and roots. And uh, the gods learn to like respect and fear her based on that. And she had a love affair with Odysseus. And it's just a really beautiful book. It's super accessible. It's amazingly well written. It's just one of those books that you just don't want to stop reading because you get kind of swept up in the world. And mm. it's so beautiful and archetypal and it's teaching and it's healing and I was sad when it was over and I highly recommend it to anyone who's you know gonna go away for the holidays and gonna be stuck on a plane or in your childhood bedroom and you want to read something that makes you feel again and that really made me feel again wow While the new Celine is playing oh my god background how emo can you get (laughs) what about you babes what are your doses of inspiracion
1: Well, another book to offer up to folks. The library's open. Is the new book by Augustin Burroughs, which is called Toil and Trouble. Also fabulous. Yeah, and it is basically, well, if you're not familiar with Augustin, he was best known for his book Running with Scissors, uh, which was just like a huge bestseller. Um, But he has since written many Uh, memoirs and they all have real dry wit to them but tend to really cover very intense times in his life he's lived a very intense life there was a book called dry that was all about his journey with sobriety that was probably one of my favorites of his but toil and trouble is actually about his relationship to being a witch And growing up as the son of a witch. From a long line of
0: witches. Yeah, from
1: a long line. So he gets into just some of that sort of personal history. But it also then really chronicles the story of him and his husband moving out of New York City and into a country home. So it kind of flops between... Uh, that specific narrative as well as other stories related to his childhood and um, experiences of manifestation and synchronicity. And ultimately what I thought was really interesting and what I really resonated with and think about a lot is he talks a lot about this period when he was getting this house where he felt like his, his connection to his magic, to his power was gone and he didn't know if it had just completely ended or uh or if it was just detached for a while but he just felt disconnected from his source of magic and that's something that I have certainly gone through in my life um even just like having periods of that this year where I felt really disconnected to To my magic and to my belief, ultimately. And I think about that a lot. I think about how sometimes you can go through life, and at least I know for myself, I can go through life and feel really overwhelmed by everything that I'm dealing with on just a physical, tangible level, and can find myself so caught up that I forget to listen to the breeze or to just feel my own breath and remember that there is a connection to spirit available for me that can help me move through every situation and that ultimately i have no control ultimately and that when i have a problem i can just hand it over to spirit and Ask for guidance and understanding how to move forward, as well as just remembering that I can work deeply with visualization and find ways to manifest experiences and things that I want for myself and my life. So I was really inspired by that book to reconnect. to remind myself i always think of it when i need to remind myself that i can plug in and that that connection is there so that was very inspiring so i recommend it it's an enjoyable read
0: yeah it's very funny and very empowering
1: i think Mm -hmm. yeah uh and then also just quickly just to throw out music since brandon had some music to share celine (laughs) um uh on the other spectrum of mars i've been really loving uh this new record by anthony ramos who is a scorpio and he is someone who over the past couple years uh been lucky to uh make as a friend in my life but he uh just put out his new album called the good and the bad and it's really a narrative of his story uh He was in the original cast of Hamilton, so that was like his first big break, but he grew up in the projects in Bushwick and is Puerto Rican and, you know, thought that sports was his only way out of the projects and uh, had an injury that kept him from that and then ultimately found music and performance and found a new pathway for himself. So this album is like really fun and funky it's probably i'd call it like pop r&b um but it's just like a really great journey through his life uh and uh but gives you some really like fun poppy music along the way but also some like i think really deep and personal lyrics too um so if you want to tap into his music and, ch- and check him out. I would uh, recommend his, the songs Figure It Out and The Good and The Bad and then as well as the song that has been he's been kind of putting out there called Mind
0: Over Matter. So good. I love that one.
1: Yeah, it's great. He just performed it on the Ellen Show this week. Um, so you can check out that performance online. But yeah, uh, big shout outs to Anthony. Check him out, y'all. Give him some love.
0: And what have you been loving what are your doses of inspiration gazers we'd love to know what books what music what tv shows what documentaries on astral projection or ancient egypt are getting you going like we want to know so please uh keep us in your loop of what's keeping you inspired
1: yeah we'll throw out like an insta story after this comes out and share some of your doses of inspiration with the community at large.
0: so now i think we're going to transition into this episode's Deep Dive! So we are concluding our little mini-series on the tarot by deep diving into the suit of wands. Which is a very popular suit. I think people really like the suit of wands. Um, I love it. Do you? Well, you're a fire sign. How could you not? (laughs) Uh, And wands are, of course, connected to the element of fire. And fire, as we know, is the spiritual body. So wands really speak to us about the things in our life which spark, the things that light us up. So this is creativity, this is sexuality. This is also just like energy at large. So when Angel was talking about not feeling connected to the larger source, to being plugged in, I was just clocking that and thinking like, oh yeah, that's really what the suit of wands is teaching us, is how to connect to that larger source and how to stay plugged into it. And I think it's important to consider fire as a spirit is maybe the first of the elements to come into form. Even if we just think about our limited scientific understanding of how the universe came into being, it was with a big bang, fire. And so great-grandfather fire is the archetypal embodiment of the great young energy. But what we know is that fire is not enough to sustain us. Too much fire leads to false fire, leads to explosion, leads to the patriarchy. And so there is this sense of wanting to merge fire and water that bring about balance in our lives. Like you want to be really active and then you want to rest. You need your yin time. And so Wands really speaks to all of that. It also, you know, really speaks to our spiritual lives. If you think about not just fire as that which, you know, kind of took us out of the Stone Age, if you've ever, you know, had a fire ceremony, but also just thinking about, like, St. Germain's sacred purple flame, or if we think about, like, the fire in, like, like, the sacred heart of Mother Mary, this idea that, like, fire is our spirit. It's what motivates us. And when you feel unmotivated in your life, it's because perhaps your passion, the fire of your spirit has extinguished or dimmed
1: yeah i even think of the word belief you know though belief may on just like the surface feel like a mental like a swords construct i actually think like belief is really like that energetic passion you know that that comes from that like without belief which is sagittarian totally as well yeah like, what do I believe? That's what I'm driven toward by what I believe.
0: Yeah. I think that's so true. And and like all of the suits in the tarot, there's not one thing. They blend. They're a system that work together. So, yeah, I think belief does fit into wands. And it's not like an intellectual belief, but like your belief in yourself mm-hmm. or your belief in a project Yeah, that becomes like a physical motivation. 100%. I believe in this project. I'm willing to work long hours and late nights because this is part of my soul's purpose and needs to be in the world. That is wands. Yep. But wands is also sex. Hey. And I like to remind people that whether you're giving birth to a creative project or a spiritual awakening or an orgasm or a baby, it's all kind of one in the same. Like this kundalini energy, this energy of spirit wanting to become form, how we express it might be differently, but it's all coming from the same source.
1: Told you wands was my favorite.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we thought, as always, we would just go through um, all of the cards and just kind of talk about them. But, you know, I just wanted to kind of educate everybody that there are two ways to think about the way you take the journey of a suit and of course we've been going ace to 10 but you can also go 10 to ace and i wouldn't even say it's forwards and backwards because some might say that you start with the 10 and you work your way to the ace because the ace is like the purest form if you think of the suit as a tree the 10 is at the bottom and the ace is the top you're climbing your way towards it So we will go ace to 10, just because that's how we've done everything else. But I just want to remind people that the court cards can kind of sit on either side. You can go from the ace to the page to the knight to the queen to the king, and you can go from the 10 to the page to the knight to the queen to the king. And that the path works both ways. You walk it in both directions, and that we don't want to necessarily think like, oh, 10 is better than the ace, or like ace is the beginning and 10 is the ending. Sometimes 10 is the beginning where you're furthest from the pure uh, expression of the element. Cause the aces are like the aces, the ace of wands, for example, is pure fire. It's the pure expression of spirit. It's your spiritual awakening. It's your moment of inspiration. So the 10 is the furthest from it. So some might say that you start at the 10 and you're walking your way closer and closer to that initial inspiration, that initial revelation. You know, you have some sort of incredible dream or some sort of incredible moment in the shower. And then you're like, how do I how do I get back to that?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like saying sometimes you have to work from the inside out, and sometimes you have to work from the outside in. In.
0: Yeah. So we'll go ace to 10, but I just thought it hadn't been said in this little tarot mini series, and I wanted to give people another way of looking at how we can go through the cards.
1: Well, great. Let's go from the inside out. Start with that ace.
0: So the ace, as I said, is the purest expression of the element of the suit. It is fire. And if you think about the traditional uh, depictions of the aces, it's like the hand of the goddess and it's holding whatever the suit is. So it's like holding a cup, or it's holding a pentacle, or in this case, it's holding a wand. And let's just think about a wand for a second. Like, a wand is a magic wand, right? It's something that casts a spell. And a wand is also, you know, like kindling for a fire. Um, also I think, you know, wands are phallic cups are vaginal. So right there, we also have this sense of like, oh, right. Like masculine, feminine, yin, yang. I'm not talking again about biology. I'm talking about dualistic energies. Um, so, you know, wands are about action. They are, you know, masculine in quotation marks, uh, about having a goal and doing whatever it takes to achieve that goal. Whereas cups are much more receptive. It's about being passive and receiving. So the ace is a very auspicious beginning. And it can be that someone experiences the ace of wands as a reconnection to spirit. I always feel like when I pull the ace of wands, it's a day where I get plugged back in to that like electrical outlet of spirit.
1: Yeah, it's like a burst of energy.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's a burst of inspiration. It's a new creative project or it's the reinvigoration. Um, it could also be like a new, super hot, sexy love affair, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I know. A hookup gone right. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, so the Ace is, of all the, all the Aces are very auspicious because they're so pure in their expression. But if you're beginning a new project or a new endeavor and you're working with the Ace of Wands, you can be pretty assured that like things are heading in the right direction. And again, it's because we're working in relationship with spirit. We're not asserting our will over the circumstances or the outer elements we're working in partnership with. Like, whatever your soul's true purpose is, the compassionate cosmos wants to help you achieve that. But if you are out of touch with your soul's true purpose and you're operating from your wounded child or just your ego, you may not be assisted in trying to achieve or manifest the things that you think you want. Whereas when you are really working for the universe and bringing your unique genius to bear, you find that doors open and that synchronicities happen and that magic happens because the universe is like, oh yeah, he's angels doing that thing we wanted to be doing. We're gonna help him because it's good for everybody.
1: Yeah, and I even feel like it's a good like visualization tool when you are working on a new project. That if you are in like some sort of meditation, if you have a good Ace of Wands piece of imagery that you like to sort of visualize that, I always find like is a helpful burst of inspiration around that or just like to plug into that energy.
0: Yeah. And just consider like where do you get your best creative ideas? Like I know sometimes for me, like when I'm on a run, I like have to stop and like take notes because things are like coming to me so quickly. Whereas for other people, it's like like I said, in the shower or in the bath or. Right before they go to bed. But when do you feel most inspired? When do you feel most connected to spirit? Ace of wands. All right. Should we get the two? So twos in the tarot always present a choice. It's duality. This or that. Either or. And the two of wands is really about the choice to stay safe in the castle where things are comfortable, or to go out in search of adventure. If we're working from the ace to the ten, then this pathway is like, okay, I have to carry the power, the message of the ace out into the world. I can't just stay here in the castle and harbor all of its brilliance to myself. So it's really about, if the ace is the big bang, the two of wands is about rubbing those sticks together to keep the fire going, to stay connected to that original source of inspiration it's also about like looking forwards it's about creating the plan it's the outline or the rough sketch of what it is that you're trying to create right yeah it's taking some sort of action around that initial idea and i think if nothing else it's about choosing which action to take
1: yeah it's making a decision
0: yeah the two of wands kind of presents itself more than any of the other twos as like a physical crossroads And which fork are you going to walk down? Because you can only walk down one at a time. And I always tell people when they're at a crossroads in their life, I say, well, you can always walk down one. And if you don't like what it looks like, you can turn around and you can walk down the other. Right. But if you try to walk down them both at the same time, you will inevitably end up walking down neither.
1: Yeah. And my deck gets represented by Mars and Aries. So it is very much like make a decision and take it move yeah. forwards. move forward
0: yeah and if we think of wands like the menorah on hanukkah like you light one candle and then that one center candle lights all the other candles as we move through wands it's like you have the ace of wands which is on fire and then you light the two and now you have two of wands and then you light the three and you have three of wands by the time you get to the ten too many wands they've all gone out you can't carry the fire to that many wands at once but it gives you a sense of how you're moving things forwards. Yeah.
1: All right, onwards to the three.
0: So the three of wands creates the first shape, and we know that threes give birth to something new. It's one plus two equals three, so something new has come forth. And I even just think about, like, what do three wands create? They create a triangle. So to me, this card always represents some sort of vision that can now emerge. And if we think about how we have some sort of I don't know, vague idea. Sometimes we have a very specific idea, but once we start taking action, things become more clear. Something can crystallize. And that's really the three of wands is it's a portal where we start to really see what this could be. And I also really connect to the three of wands as the third eye card. It's a lot about like vision and your psychic gifts and how they manifest. Um, I also think like three, you know, like the three wands that are lit in the three of wands is like the physical and the emotional, but then also like the spiritual. So you also have now this like access to three different realms. Whereas before it was like just two.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, in my deck, it's actually just represented by the sun in Aries, which to me, a connects to the vision visionary and b like talk about, total presence, you know? Like being in that complete state. Yeah. I'm here, what am I supposed to manifest?
0: Yeah, and put yourself in the middle of that triangle or that pyramid, you're surrounded on all sides now by those lit wands. Mm -hmm. Just be the energy
1: of that creation.
0: Because what happens next in the Four of Wands is completion, is success. The Four of Wands, in a lot of ways is like the best card in the tarot because what it represents is an energetic foundation. And if you look at most of the pictures of the four of wands, they're in like a very uh, bare bone sort of structure, like literally just like four wands that create this like little chuppah, which is the Jewish word for like a marriage hut, but also just like a little shelter because the power of the wands cannot be contained in any other structure. So it's trusting that once you have a sense of your own energy, a sense of your own connection to source, a sense of your own passion. You don't want to be bound or limited by mundane human structures. You want to just trust that you take that foundation with you wherever you go. Four of Wands is really trusting that you are the master of your own energy. You know how to stay plugged into spirit. And as a result, everything flows from there.
1: Yeah, and in my deck, it it relates to Venus and Aries, Hmm. which to me, I think to what you were saying it shows that you also now know how to communicate out what your what you've been working on
0: your heart's desire your yeah. vision yeah you
1: know how to translate it in a way that you can exude confidence around it but and f- others can receive
0: it yeah fours are foundational mm-hmm. so this is energetic foundation which is what we're all looking for It's not something easy to come by. It's not something that was taught to us in kindergarten, but it is something that's available to all of us where we are the masters of our own energy. We know how to like use the resources that are available to us energetically and otherwise to really live sustainably. Right. But then there's the five. So the five of all the fives is kind of the gentlest. Like fives are hard because they're contractions, but the five of wands is almost fun because if you look at even just the writer depiction, it's five boys and they're all like fighting each other with wands, but they're like play fighting. Like the five of swords, they're all like got their swords and it's like after a battle, but like these are just like sticks. So there's like a playfulness. It's about like shaking energy up. I always think that like I would create the five of wands. is just like a ceiling fan because it's just like, you're just shaking up the energy. Like after the four, because here's the thing, like energy will stagnate at a certain point. So once you have the foundation, you can't just stay there. What are you continuing to build towards? So the five of wands is kind of the moment in the middle of the path that shakes us up to get to the six. But also if we're working backwards, even though I wouldn't even say it's backwards, the six gets us to the five, which shakes things up so that then we can come into the four. And be like, ah, this is the foundation that I needed energetically.
1: Mm, Okay, interesting. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, Because the six is all about like finding a new flow. It's expansion. But I should also say the five of wands can also speak to competition. And I sometimes think it shows up when we've been comparing ourselves to others. Because it shows us where all of a sudden we've unplugged from source. That's make that makes sense to me. In my deck,
1: it's the Saturn and Leo card. Oh, yeah. So it does feel like the one through four journey has been. I've made this thing. It's been. I've been inspired to. I believe in it. I'm sharing it with others. But oh, now I'm seeing what he made, and is this as good?
0: Totally. Yeah. And the important thing is just to keep committing to your vision and to keep committing to the timeline that is divine. Like we're all running our own race. And the five of wands can show up to say, like, compare, despair. Like, keep your eyes on your own paper. Keep your eyes on your own vision. Stay plugged into your own sense of source. And you will then, six of wands, rise above all of those pedantic, distracting, unhelpful criticisms, observations, or inputs.
1: Yeah. It's just like a test.
0: Yeah. You got to hold to your own. So then you get to the six. So remember, fives are contractions, sixes are expansions. So the six of wands is really about like finding that new flow. It's feeling a new way of being in the world. And we know, like a river which flows, it doesn't choose the direction. It just goes with it. So the six of wands kind of speaks to us about how things become a lot easier when we go with the flow of life on life's terms in a lot of ways. Like if you've made a commitment to this dream or to this vision, then you have to surrender to how that vision wants to come into being. It's rising above pettiness, gossip. Um, It's not getting like bogged down with people who would discount your vision. It is also about like transformation from somebody who is living an ego-driven life To somebody that's in service of that eternal flame. Like, think about fire. Like, fire only stays lit if something is sacrificing itself to keep it lit, whether that's the wax of your candle or the kindling in your fire pit. So, you and your life are the kindling for the fire of your spirit. And the Six of Wands is the transformation into that being of flame. Yeah, I would even just like, consider it as
1: like personal growth through courage to continue being creative.
0: But not always creative. Like six of wands might be you today, happy Thanksgiving, with your family. And you're like, you know what, uncle, so-and-so, that was a trigger, but I'm not going to get embroiled in this. I'm going to rise above this because you know what, like there's nothing for me here in making a stink.
1: Yeah. So it's really personal growth just like through the courage of being You. (laughs) Yeah, through staying lit. Yeah, being authentic to that fire that's within you.
0: I mean, I think it's really interesting, the colloquialism like, oh, I'm so lit right now, meaning like high or drunk, when really like being lit means that you are connected to spirit,
1: right? Yeah. Well, even now I feel like lit is like associated with like, like just like it's the place to be.
0: Totally, it's lit. Yeah. Yeah. So Six of Wands... Totally lit. Yeah. Bruh. Queen. All right, seven. So this was Angel's center card for his year ahead spread. He lived a seven of wands a year. I'm still living it. She, she sure is. And remember that sevens are spiritual. So when we get a seven in the tarot, it's asking us to look at the realm of the suit through a spiritual lens. Well, we're already in the realm of spirit because it's wands. So this is like spirit on spirit. The seven of wands is a doubling down on like what you're really here to do and making sure that you are almost like impeccable in terms of, because look, we're far from the ace now. Like we're we're on the seven. There's six countries between us and that original interaction with the vision, and we have to make sure that we are connected to it, and that's what we're fighting for. We're also a stranger in a strange land. We're lighting the seventh wand, and people are going to maybe not necessarily feel the power or the impact of that original wand anymore. And so this is a card that kind of speaks to, like, Blazing your own trail. I call it the trailblazer card. Sometimes it's about like going against the odds. It's like people not understanding you, looking at you with side eye, judging you, and you go, like, well, you know what? You'll thank me later. And I always say with the Seven of Wands, there are no role models, there are no paradigms. You are doing this for the first time on your own. And so you have to look not to any external, but inside. Keep going back to that initial encounter with source. To guide you forwards, so that's the seven of Wands.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know why I have the visual of just being like a
1: model on the runway. Like, I don't know why either. <laughs> well, just because you like, oh, like, totally. to me the energy of it is just like you get on that runway and you just look ahead and everyone around you is like whispering and taking pictures totally. and doing all these things, but you're like, I'm gonna hit my mark, I'm gonna strike my pose and then I'm gonna keep on going and
0: walk mm-hmm and walk and, and walk. walk. Bring it to the runway. 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 Bring it to the runway. Runway.
1: But yeah, I don't know. That was like the visual that came to me from that.
0: And this year for you, if I may be so bold as to expose your own vulnerability, what else (gasps) is new? I mean, this has been a year for you of like really blazing your own trail. Yeah. And like Mm -hmm. creating the framework for the rest of your life. I think you, my love, like you're moving from the 10 towards the ace. Mm -hmm. And next year, I think, is going to be like a six of wands year for you sounds good but then maybe the next year's a five no i mean it doesn't work like that i just mean like for you i feel like i feel like the eight is an expansion of ideas it's movement it's realizing that there's more than you thought and i think that was last year like oh my life could be more than i thought it was i subscribed to like this one way of being this one type of job path this one you know Right. And now you're like, okay, well, the seven is me now like fighting for this idea of my own way. Like I'm going to blaze my own trail. Yeah. I just got to keep looking forward and walking. Yeah. And you'll be in the six before you know it. That sounds good. And you can just like hop, skip through the five. You know what I mean? I'm down.
1: I'll take a a week there.
0: Awareness is everything, y'all. That's why the tarot is such an amazing tool is if you're like, oh, I'm in a five of wands moment thank you. I had no idea. You can immediately check yourself and be like, why am I comparing myself to these other people? Why am I competing, you know, in a realm that I don't need to be competing in? Right. And then just immediately move yourself to the four. Right,
1: right, right. All right. So let's get into the eight of wands now.
0: Right. So like I was saying, eights are expansions. In a way, the six is an expansion that's kind of expected. And the eight is an expansion that you don't know until you're there. So I always say like it's an expansion in time and space. It's like another dimension. So the eight of wands is like, oh, it's double foundation, right? It's like four times two. It's a new expansiveness of your own spirit. Sometimes it's like, oh, I can do more than I thought I did, or I can last longer than I thought I could in this sort of situation. But it's also just about like movement. Um, the eight of wands in the rider are just eight wands that are like horizontally being thrown through space. Things are moving very quickly. Um, and you can imagine, too, there's kind of like this tipping point when you're lighting a fire, you're like lighting a little bit of kindling, and then all of a sudden it's like, and then the fire's lit, you know? And that's the Eight of Wands. Uh, Wait called them the Arrows of Love. So that's, again, kind of remembering that there's this sense of sexuality and romance that the wands uh, can also uh, bring about. Remember, like, Great-Grandfather Fire and Great-Grandmother Water are in love. They're the oldest lovers there are. So wands and cups share romance because they're deeply attracted to each other. You can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. I also call the eight of wands the resurrection card. And I call it that because there are dreams that we have that sometimes we have to give up on, but not forever. And sometimes when the Eight of Wands shows up, it's because something you put on the back burner or something that you thought was dead is actually ready to be ignited again. And it's like, oh, all of a sudden, movement. And that's again about movement when we're working with spirit. If you're working with yourself and you're controlling everything, everything's a lot harder. But if you had a project I mean, even like the Brand Donna show, you know, like there were songs that I wrote years ago, you know, and they weren't ready for the world at that time for whatever reason. But it was good that I wrote them when I wrote them and then they were available. So you just never know the path that a creative project or a relationship or a business or anything is going to take. Your job is just to clock it and then trust that the time will be right when the time is right. Nine of Wands is the long road. Nine of Wands is in a lot of ways, you know, if the 10 is feeling totally disconnected from spirit and feeling overwhelmed and overburdened, the nine is deciding that you want to live a different way and walking that road towards it. And the ace is like the moon sitting at the top of the stairs. And the nine is climbing those stairs one day at a time. It's about sustainability. It's about doing something every day. Um, I also think that Nines are graduations, right? They're leveling up. And so the nine of wands is where you really understand what it's going to take to achieve that dream and that it's not going to happen overnight. So you need to act maturely and in a way that isn't leaking energy. Don't spend all your resources when you know that it's going to take two to three years before the business is viable look like this is fire fire wants to catch other things on fire fire wants to fight and sometimes it's good to fight you got to fight for your rights you got to fight for your freedom you got to fight for your dreams you got to fight for your soul's purpose it's not just going to happen you're not just going to wake up one day and be Beyonce like you got to work hard for it but if we're always fighting uh we're not living and the 9 of wands is what can happen when you look at everything from a paranoid aggressive how do i have to fight to make myself heard or seen in this situation
1: right but but it can also be like a fighting for your beliefs right like committing to that
0: yeah i mean and that kind of depends on whether it's coming in reversed or not and that's up to you to really tune in and be like is this a fight worth fighting or is this just me because i'm aggro so the 10, as we've talked about and alluded to, is the burnout card. You know, in the writer, again, it's this guy. He's holding 10 wands. He's quite burdened. The medicine of the 10 of wands is just saying, like, put some fucking wands down, girl. Like, who said you got to carry all 10 at once? That's foolish. And keep in mind, it ain't not one of them lit.
1: Yeah. So if just, you want to be able to, like, work with one, you have to, like, put them all— learn when to put them all down for a minute and, like, work with nothing.
0: Yeah, Totally. So to me, it's like prioritize what's the wand that really needs to be carried at this time. But the 10s also involve our community to some degree. So it also might be like, you just need to ask for help. Like if you feel like all 10 of these wands need immediate attention, then you need to delegate to people that you trust. So I always think of the 10 of wands as a warning. You know, it's like you in danger, girl. Like you about to wake up exhausted, sick, strep throat, like needing five days off before you, you know, like go postal on somebody.
1: So if I am in the 10 of Wands place, I should just take a nap?
0: Yeah, you should take a nap. (laughs) But sometimes we know like naps can be avoiding. And you might need to make a plan about how you're going to limit your stress and your responsibility moving forwards and again, a way that is sustainable. Wands are trying to teach us how to live in this world in a way that is sustainable, that isn't too hot or too cold. You're not flying too close to the sun where your wings melt and you fall into the ocean, but you're also not so far from the sun that you can't feel its warmth. Right, right, right. So it's finding that, you know, it's the middle way, yo. All right, and then we head into the court cards, eh? So the page of wands is probably my favorite of the wands because... It is the person that embodies how to go with the flow. It's a sailboat. Again, like when I have my own, when we have the Spiritual Gaze Tarot deck, the Page of Wands is either just going to be a sailboat or it'll be somebody on a sailboat because if there's no wind, then it doesn't matter how you hang the sails. Like you ain't going anywhere. And sure, you could row, but that's exhausting. The Page of Wands knows like, if there's no wind, I'm going to sit here I'm going to enjoy the view, and I'm going to gather myself up because when the wind comes, I got to be ready. So the Page of Wands is really the embodiment of acting in a sustainable way, of acting in, in alignment with spirit. And sometimes it means we don't make a decision. We don't act until we feel spiritually compelled. The fire in us tells us when to move forwards not our impatience, or even just the need, like, to make a move. I feel like I haven't made a move in so long i got to make a move. Well, the Page of Wands is like, well, is there a move to be made? Because right now you're sitting on a boat, and there's no wind, and you're just in the middle of the ocean. So the only move you really got is to, like, jump overboard. Right. So instead just be in, be in the current. Yeah. The Knight of Wands, fire and air, combustible. Fire and air, they love each other. They... uh expand each other and the knights as a function are movers they move energy so the knight of wands is uh probably the most explosive of the knights and i always think of the knight of wands like a fucking badass so wherever you feel like a badass and that might be the kitchen that might be the boardroom that might be on stage but that's you when you are embodying the knight of wands is when you're feeling your own raw power your charisma Uniqueness, nerve, and talent. So we love Knight of Wands energy because it's about really stoking the fire of our passion and living in it and staying lit. And there's a real sense of confidence that comes from like doing your thing. You know, everybody's got a thing. And it might be gardening or it might be in the laboratory. It might be, you know... In the stock market or teaching special needs kids. But like everybody's got a thing where they're like, I'm fucking good at this. Like, this is my fucking thing. And if somebody watches you when you do that thing, they go like, oh, like she is on fire right now. She is lit. She is like in her passion and purpose. That's knight of wands. And being able to bring that, it's not something you can fake. It's not something you can manufacture. You know where you are a fucking badass.
1: I love that. If I had a fashion stylist business, I would call it the knight of wands.
0: Mm, I like that. (laughs) And then the queen of wands. So, you know, the queens, again, like they really know how to appreciate the elements of the suit. Um, They're more internal than external. And remember that all the queens are water. So the queen of wands is both water and fire. So here we have that beautiful Merging and it's magical, right? Because fire and water love each other, but also, like, their very nature is almost inhospitable for the other. Like, water puts fire out and fire evaporates it so that it disappears. But the Queen of Wands is able to hold both of them in such a way that they both maintain their individual properties and can be combined. And that's magic. And the Queen of Wands is the witch of the deck. She's magical and she's magical through her own sensuality and passion and in her body. So, whenever I talk about the Queen of Wands, I always think about like when you are your most sensual and seductive and sexual, but like high vibe sexuality, you know, like when you are feeling all of the magic of your psychic skin being alive naked Mm -hmm. in the woods, dancing under that full moon. It's also the most fertile of the court cards. So like, this is like pregnancy. This is giving birth to a child or a new creative idea. This is stirring the cauldron. What are you brewing? You know, this is you when you have that sort of electric, intuitive mastery over your relationship to source. And then the king of wands is double fire, fire on fire. And we know that the kings, because they have a kingdom, are pouring forth in some capacity. And so the King of Wands, I always think, is like the Dumbledore of the deck, is like the easiest way to think about it, because (laughs) while Dumbledore had a lot of power, he also had an insane amount of responsibility and eventually kind of had to sacrifice himself for the well-being of those around him. And a lot of times we think of a King of Wands figure as someone who has mastery, You know, a guru of some kind, but one that knows how to empower others and be like, yeah, like I have a lot of skills, but like it's actually about you. Like it's not about me. Because Knight of Wands, uh, because King of Wands in the reverse position might indicate some sort of like sorcery, some sort of like cult leader, you know, like somebody who knows how to cord you and ensnare you and glamour you. Um, and is not working necessarily in integrity. So when you pull the king of wands, it's basically saying, like, you need to take responsibility for your power. You need to take responsibility for the wake of your life. You cannot be the only personality in a room. Like, you have to understand that you are a big energy body in the world, and that you use that either to empower or to make other people feel small or disempowered. All of the kings, there's a responsibility that comes along with it. And this is probably the biggest responsibility because fire unchecked is probably the most destructive. I also think, even after all these years of tarot study and teaching and reading, that the King of Wands continues to elude me a little bit. And I think that's part of his nature. Like in the same way that the queen of cups is double water and she's so mysterious and unknown, the king of wands is double fire also has this element of like transcendence and enlightenment. And it's an archetype that we can maybe taste for a moment, but we can't sustainably live there. There's a part of our own human minds that can't comprehend what enlightenment even is because it's it's bigger than our brain. And that's why we always talk about exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense because no matter the story we tell ourselves about the larger universe that makes sense to us, then it's it's too small, right? Like the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. And the King of Wands kind of speaks to that. Like you are just all fire, you're all instinct and you're like, ah, we pivot here and we do it there and you go there and you do that and you do that and then it all happens. But why, how, we may never know. So I hope this lit you on fire. Uh, I've really loved so much getting to do these tarot episodes. As you can probably tell, it is a passion of mine. I really love the tarot. And I'm very excited uh, that there will be a tarot class in 2020, the Spiritual Gaze. We'll be opening up Spirit School. Um, so you can learn you know, more depth and breadth and how to really apply the tarot to your life. It's a practical tool. Uh, It's not just something that's esoteric and interesting. Yeah, and I Um, think we
1: want to be able to do future episodes that still relate to the tarot, so we'll probably deep dive into some other cards, or even, I know we've talked about the idea of doing a, a show that, touches on actually like tarot readings
0: right like how to do spreads and reversals and and all of that yeah totally and also just like if you have questions about the tarot I'm sure there's tons and we could gather those up and do Mm -hmm. something like that Um, and I guess now would be a good time Mm -hmm. just bring it home to pull our tarot card of the episode (laughs) exactly I'm ready to be read so you know how this goes gazers Or maybe you don't. Maybe this is your very first episode. And welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Hey. Hey. So if you can, close your eyes, take a moment, get still. Maybe you're like walking the dog. You can stop for a second. Just breathe that air. Tune in. Listen to the sound of the cards being shuffled. This is how you're going to connect to them. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you need some guidance. Just ask that. From your heart, ask the cards what you need to know. And trust that this message will resonate no matter the future place or time to which you listen to this episode. I'm going to let Angel choose since he is a fire sign after all. Oh, shit. All right, I did it. So Angel picked a nice card for us all. This is the six of Swords. So swords being the mental realm, how we think about things, the stories we tell ourselves. Sixes being that expansion. So this is mental expansion. This is a new way of thinking about things. And I often find that there's an element of travel involved with the six of swords, not necessarily like literal travel, although like it is Thanksgiving. So y'all are probably all over the country, seeing your families or what (laughs) have you, but it's really about like traveling away from an old way of thinking about things to a new way of thinking about things. So even just to dive back into family dynamics for a second, you know, if you used to be really easily triggered by things, but you've done, you know, therapy or self inquiry and you realize like. Not to take certain things personally, you realize like, oh, there's a whole new way of thinking about how I'm going to engage with my family. Like, I don't need to survive the holidays. I'm actually going to think about like, how can I be of service to my family during the holidays since I'm clearly the only person in this family that is actually awake and self-aware and knows what the fuck is going on. As an example, so the Six of Swords is really where you respect the mental growth and expansion that has occurred for you already and that you make sure not to fall into those old traps that you let your mind be that which can build you a bridge from the old you to this new you. And I think we can all agree that that Mercury retrograde during Scorpio season was really psychological and illuminated for a lot of us those pitfalls and those parts of our psyche that hang us up time and time again. And you have to see it to free it. So this is a really great opportunity for all of us to really see where we are sabotaging ourselves and use the Six of Swords to walk away from it. It's a choice. You choose whether to keep stabbing yourself over and over again or to pull the sword out, plant it in the ground, and walk away.
1: Hmm. I'm walking away.
0: Not for me, I hope.
1: I'm out, bitch. Oh, no, wow. Just
0: <laughs> in a crushing episode of The Spiritual Gaze,
1: <laughs> I'm out, Queen. Peace.
0: So as always, Gazers, thank you so much for tuning in. We are so grateful for you and we are here for you. If you have questions, if you have comments, you know we're going to ask you to rate us five stars, to leave us a review.
1: Rate us five stars.
0: I've also got a little Sagittarius season special going on. I don't do this very often. But I was kind of meditating on Sagittarius, half man, half horse. I'm doing a half off special. So if you buy a reading or a healing, then you get a second one half off. So that way, like maybe you give one as a gift and then you get one for yourself. Ooh, look at that. I just feel like, I don't know, like consumerism and capitalism and the holidays always get me feeling like so grouchy. So I thought like, well, if you have to give a gift, maybe you give a healing or something that like empowers, then you get something too. Wouldn't that be nice? So um, you can reach out to me for more information about that.
1: Yeah. You can always uh, find us on Instagram at the spiritual gaze. You can DM us there if you have interest in finding out more info on readings or just want to throw us a question or just a like, Hey girl, Hey, uh, you can find us on Twitter at spiritual gaze. You can find us on Facebook at the spiritual gaze, or you can email us at the spiritual gaze at gmail.com.
0: Are you on our mailing list? I just sent out tarot for the new moon in Sagittarius. Ooh, so yes. if you're signed up for the newsletter, you get those tarot early uh, you get some spiritual guidance for how to work with new moons and full moons sometimes once we start getting those newsletters going. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourselves. Put your oxygen mask on first as we enter into a fiery Sagittarius season full of parties and celebrations, but also...
1: Yeah, we in the buildup to a really major Capricorn season, so... Yeah. I think do your best to just stay present, take care of yourself, as Brandon said, and uh, ultimately do what you can to align with your beliefs, your passions, what matters to you, stand up for them, and walk that runway. Runway, 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 run, 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 runway. Runway. All <laughs> oh, right. There's always sissy that walk.
0: There's three. There's three runs. Oh yeah. Uh, big thank you, Juan Diego. Thank you for making sure we sound so gorgeous. Yes. Justin Simeon. Thank you for the interstitial musics. Thanks, Noche. Kane. Thanks for being so adorable and you quiet, sweet little monster. <laughs> and thank you all again. Until next time, this has been your transit through the, the spiritual, spiritual game, game.